You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 54. Lessons I learned from plastic surgery. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life, I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey friends, I'm actually recording outside today. So I hope that this sounds okay. Um, hey, 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 how are y'all doing? We're doing so good at my, house, at my house. I still have grandbabies at my house. They're here till Saturday, so it's so fun. I'm eating up every minute, although I'm a little exhausted. Um, I'm kind of the, the picker-upper. So they make messes, and I clean up. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just doing all the things. And my daughter's amazing. She's such an amazing mom. But she's a little bit on vacation, which that's fair. I'm, that, that's partly why she came. So I am not the young mom I used to be. That's what I've learned from this experience. <laughs> so I'm a little tired, but that's okay. You know, when you're doing something with your kids and you're like, okay, I want to enjoy every minute because when my house goes back to being clean and orderly and there's no problems anymore, not problems, but you know, when things go back to normal, I also am going to miss my grandbabies like crazy again. So I'm just soaking it up, all of it. I'm just loving all of it. So that's super fun. And then yesterday we went down to Magnolia. And so I live in Dallas. Well, I live in the Fort Worth area. And, you know, the fun Magnolia down in Waco, um, they that's something really fun to do. So we took Michaela down there, my oldest daughter down there, and my daughter that still lives at home, Hannah, she went too. And then we actually met my sister down there who is was visiting friends in Austin, and then she came back with us. So my amazing sister is with me, and she's awesome because she loves to eat plant-based too. And she's single and does a million things, so she doesn't necessarily – she's not hard on herself to be perfect at it, or, you know, she's not 100%, but she absolutely is excited to be at my house and that I'm going to cook plant-based for her. So, you know – plant-based eaters unite. It's so fun when you have a family member or a friend who likes to eat like you and then for her to come visit is fantastic. So I'm getting all the sister time in along with grandbaby and daughter time. So, and it's spring break, which I love and live for. I love spring break every year. It's so fun. Um, and they like lengthen spring break. I don't know when that happened, but it's like a week and then two days next week. So next week we'll have two days where we'll have all our company gone and then I'll just can just have two days with just my kiddos that are home. So that's fun too. So yeah, hope your life's amazing. And I hope that, um, the message today is something that's going to really 
be something you need to hear this week. So a little preface before we jump into what we're going to talk about today. I think that if you're listening to me for the first time, you probably, it's important for you to go listen to episode, last week's episode, episode 53, um, Bodies Are Neutral. I think that's an important preface before we jump into this. The subject I want to talk about today is actually a subject I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but I haven't done that. You're going to hear birds chirping in the background. I hope that doesn't bother you, but it's beautiful in Texas and I'm outside and I have a full house. So this is where I have to record this week. So, um, that episode is really important to preface this episode. And this is an episode I've wanted to do for a long time, but I knew that you had to have the body neutrality episode for me to share this next piece. And, um, it felt like a lot to teach in a podcast. It's something that I really dive in deep with my clients and, I thought, how do I do this in a podcast? And, and they have still, you know, you tend to have so many questions like, I'm sorry, Trish, but my divorce with my husband is not neutral. (laughs) Like, you know, like when I tell you that all circumstances are neutral, that just sounds so insane because that is not how we are trained to believe our life is like as humans. We're definitely trained like this is good. This is bad. I mean, we're trained in school with grades you got an A, B, C, you know, you get an A, that is good. You get a D, that is bad. Like one is good, one is bad. Where if we literally step back, and I think sometimes the secret to life is not deciding what things, if the things are good or bad and really getting to choose how we want to think about things. And, um, and the, the power is within us to decide. So I, that was really important for you to have that understanding before we jump into what I'm going to talk about today. And, and it's interesting because the topic I'm going to talk about today is us actually changing the circumstance. And I'm going to talk about plastic surgery when it comes to our bodies. And I was talking to my daughter about that. And she's like, oh, mom, I just don't think that that's something you should share. Like you're like the body positivity coach. And I don't know that you should be telling people that you have had some plastic surgery. And when I thought about that for a while, I, um, I thought, no, that's, that, this is, we deal with the real things here on the podcast and with my clients and this is real. And, and it's such a powerful lesson that I want you to know. And it's very much 50, 50. And I want you to see that in it too. Um, if you haven't listened to my Love What Is podcast, you should go check that is. That explains the 50-50. We're going to talk about the 50-50 some here on this podcast today. So go listen to that one too. I'll link both episodes in the show notes if you need to go check those out. But so, yeah, we're going to talk about some plastic surgery today. and Or I should just say elective surgery. We're going to talk about some elective surgery. And really, it's changing the circumstance and what that does and what that creates and And, you know, because what we talked about last week was changing the circumstance sometimes is an option. Sometimes it's not like all of us would have loved to just change the circumstance to the pandemic and just had it stop. But that wasn't really an option for us or having your husband leave you. That would be great to just have him not leave you. But sometimes you don't get to change that. So how do we show up and function and feel our feelings in those scenarios and still live an abundant life that we can feel it all, but also accept, have some acceptance and love and grace. Like, how do we do all of those things instead of just being trapped in our emotions or even, I wouldn't even say trapped in our emotions, but trapped in our grief of when life isn't going the way that we think it should be going. 
And I think that's what this podcast is about. I think that this podcast is about some of us have some feelings of disappointment that our body hasn't functioned here on earth the way that we had hoped it would. And so, and when we swim in diet culture and we can't breathe, we also think that the only way that breath is offered to us is when our bodies, the circumstance is changed. And we know now that's a lie, that that, that can happen. But just like other circumstances in our life, many um, people, like many professionals would tell you that you're not as in control of your body as you think you are. And it's tough when you're in the plant-based world because you think, oh, but we're told we absolutely are and we should all weigh 125 pounds and that this journey is only worthy to me when that happens or whatever your number is. Mine definitely isn't that number, but you know, I mean, like we just think that that is, that is how we get refuge is, oh, well, when I weigh what I think I'm supposed to weigh and what the plant-based doctors tell us we're supposed to weigh, then that's when I'll have, you know, I will have arrived and everything in my world will be good. And that's really changing the circumstance. And our bodies are not in a separate category than every other circumstance in our life. Like I would have loved to change the circumstance that my dad didn't die. I would have loved to keep him here and have control over that, but I have no control over that circumstance. And so what do I want to feel about that? What do I want to create about that? What, what, when I think about my dad, what do I want to think? And I still have a relationship with my dad and he's not here. And a lot of that is because of what I've chosen to think about the circumstance of him not being here. And, um, you know, and you've seen someone who I'm not even jumping into the topic very well, but I just, I guess I had some more things to say about circumstances, but you've, you've seen someone who is stuck in grief. There's a term in coaching where there's clean pain and dirty pain. And I will probably do an episode all about that, but clean pain is the the grief that you feel when a loved one dies or when you first when you be, first begin feeling your feelings about whatever the circumstance is. So like when my dad died, I was supposed to feel grief. I was supposed to be saddened. I was supposed to be heartbroken. Like those were all the things that I was supposed to feel. And I still feel some of that, but it's not all the time. It's something now I can go tap into and I feel those things. But most of the time I'm okay. That's kind of how grief works. Like eventually instead of it's something you're enduring, it's something you can tap into, but it doesn't ever leave. But I know that all of you have been around someone who has entered dirty pain in their grief where they can't live their own lives because they feel that they are, they will forget their loved one or like it's, it's taking over their life. And all of us can have dirty pain when it comes to our feelings. When we, when we finally do feel our feelings, if we don't process those feelings and move forward, we can be stuck in feelings that don't necessarily even feel good, but then we get stuck there because we don't know how to navigate ourselves out. And then that clean pain that started clean in the beginning turns to dirty pain. And we'll talk more about that. I don't want to jump too much into that, but that's what happens in our circumstances is sometimes we resist feeling or we don't, um, that resistance, like the feelings are all there, but because we're resisting them, those, like everything gets worse. So all of that. So circumstances are neutral and there's ways that we can navigate that so that we can get to that point of our bodies being neutral. 
So, okay, I kind of derailed on that a little bit. So let's get back to that. So what I wanted to share today is my experience of actually changing the circumstance, thinking that changing the circumstance was going to change the way I felt and change the way I felt, feel and think about my body. I really thought that that would happen. And, and I want to, it's more complicated than as simple as that. So I wanted to talk about that today. So way back, let's see, um, I went in 2013, I had my, I had been doing that crazy diet since, um, 2010. And so, um, and it took a, it took about eight months to lose 75 pounds. So, so it had been about two and a half years. And, um, I had a close friend who had a lot of kids and she had had a skin problem on her tummy after her kids and she took care of it. She like got a doctor and had that skin removed. And I kind of found out about it after the fact. And I was like, wait, you can do that. That's like something I never thought was it's something I always wanted to do, but I never thought I could actually do. And let me tell you a little bit about the history with my stomach. I think that my stomach has been the part of my body that I have ultra focused on my whole life. I remember being an 11 year old, being at Disney on a Disneyland trip with my family and we were staying at a hotel with a pool and I might've shared this story before, but I remember going down the slide and I made sure I put the little floaty tube around my waist because I didn't want people to see my tummy. Now you have to know I was a very normal 11 year old girl with a very normal 11 year old body. And I don't remember what the trigger was that made me start thinking that something was wrong with my stomach, but I was already having those thoughts at the age of 11. Most girls have their first thought that their body is wrong around the age of eight. So that gives you an idea. Like I would, this wasn't special to me. This is something that plagues women, Satan's greatest tool. So that was already in full fledged working on me at that age. And so I did become ultra focused on dressing for my stomach and and, you know, my cute little grandma at the age of 80, or not 80, when she was 80 pounds in the end of her life, had a little pooch. Like, that was kind of just in my DNA. And why I thought that should be different, I, I don't know. And I felt like even family members felt like it should be different. Like, that just felt all re- very real to me. But it's kind of ridiculous that when I look back at it, and of course, I want to go back and hug that 11-year-old girl and be like, your tummy is exactly the way it's supposed to be. But, you know, I didn't have anyone telling me that at the time. So I, it just became this ultra focus. And then when I had my first baby, she was a big baby. And that little pooch that I always had didn't snap back. So I literally from baby number one had an apron of skin. And then as my body blew up in my twenties and thirties, I would diet and I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, that skin filled up. And then when I lost all that weight in 2010, that all that skin just deflated. And I had a very large apron of skin that, um, covered everything. Like it just, it it touched skin to skin. And, um, when, you know, I was trying to manage it because if you have skin that touches skin, that's not meant to touch, you'll know this, but when this happens, you have, um, sores you get sores in between the skin that touches and you have to like manage it like I would use baby powders and I would use um deodorants under there and it just wasn't like 
it, I didn't ever love it or not even love it. I didn't like my stomach when it was a normal stomach. So what you can imagine my over fixation on the problem that it is now that not only is it not pleasing to my eye and it's, it seems wrong to me, but it's our, it's also causing me medical problems in the sense of sores. And, um, if you have loose skin, you'll notice that it gets pinched easily and it also tears easily. So I would get like rips in my skin. And so it just was painful at times. And then it was also like this thing I had to like deal with, like I would try to, um, because it was so loose, I would wear like, a like a Spanx kind of thing. It wasn't that extreme, but like something that would kind of hold it in under my clothes. So I would like a girdle, but it was, it was nicer than that. It's not like I was suffocating when I'd wear it, but I would just, I found something that would kind of hold it in so that it could be up a little bit where it was supposed to go. And, but I still had to like use ointments and all the things. So, and it's what I had believed was my body's worst problem. And I really would always think if I could just fix this problem, I, I, I would be great. I'd be fine. This, there wouldn't be any, you know, this, this is my problem. So when I have this friend who gets to, she lives by me. So she's figured out the doctor. She figures out the cost. She figures out. And I know that we're like, we probably make about the same amount of money. I'm like, wow, you figured out how to do it. And I thought, I'm going to, I want to figure it out. So I take it to my husband and I think you guys have got the fill of my husband enough on the podcast that he's like amazing. And he's like, well, yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. And I was, but, and when I got his, like, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I have nothing else is the problem except me. And I felt like it's something we could really do and figure out at that time. So basically I'm, I want a tummy tuck. That's what this is. It's, they remove the skin on your stomach, they tighten it up, they go in and they repair all of the muscles that have been stretched and separated from birthing babies. And they just go take on all that. And that sounded like the thing in my life that was going to solve all of my problems. <laughs> I thought if I could fix my stomach, I could love my body. I really thought that. So I started thinking about it. I, I got a consultation. I went, um, I think now of that consultation, I'll go, I'll, I'll jump into that in a minute, but, um, but I start figuring it out. But when I'm figuring it out, I really have some questions in my mind, some questions that are bigger than myself that I wasn't sure if I, um, now I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm not sure because I had some concerns. I had a daughter who was just leaving on a mission and I thought, oh my gosh, what if I died in surgery while I was in surgery? Like, I really, like, that seemed very real to me. Like, I could die in this surgery. And it was a huge surgery with an eight-week recovery. So it's a big deal. It's not like a little baby surgery where you go in and you feel better the next day. Like, it had a long recovery. And I knew this, so I it felt like a big deal. Plus, I have a little, um, I think he was three at the time. I have a little three-year-old who needs being taken care of. And I, my, my second to the youngest was in kindergarten. So most of my kids were in school, but I had some things I had to work out. And then it kept crossing my mind because in my mind, this was going to cure all my problems. So I'm thinking, okay, but I have four daughters. What are they going to think about themselves? If I have to surgery, fix myself to like myself. 
that was a big problem in my mind. I'm like, I don't want to pass that to them. I don't want them to get that message from what I'm doing. So I really wrestled with that. Like I wanted to have this done. And I felt like all of the blocks in the past, like I didn't know what doctor to go to. I never, it just felt like such a big thing that I probably would never do it. And a lot of those things had worked out and now it was time. And I just, I'm like, but I don't know that I want to do this. If it's not worth it for my daughters to receive that message. So I had that, that I really wrestled with. And then, um, I really also had a problem with the visual of them taking this skin that belonged to me and throwing it away after they cut it off. That really seemed awful to me. At that moment, I had somewhat of love for this skin and my stomach that had done its beautiful job. Like, I really felt like, you know, like you held all those babies and you've done all the things I've asked you to do. And now I'm just going to throw you away. So I had some issues with that. So I'm praying about those things. And the first answer that God gave me was, he said, Trish, we're just repairing and doing and putting things back the way that they are meant to be. And that was really powerful for me because I'm like, yeah, my body did go through a lot. It went through six big baby pregnancies and it's not functioning the way it's supposed to like now, like it is a problem and it is, and we're just going to put it back the way that it was designed to be. Like God didn't design us to have skin that touches and like that, you know, so that, that felt like, okay, I, I can let that part go. And I just chose not to think of the skin they threw away and, and you know, like I just, I kind of got over that. And so there was that piece. And then I actually remember I was in the temple and the, and he helped me, he gave me a thought. And the thought was, Trish, your girls feel good about who they are because they have a mom who feels good about who she is. And so, um, remember I've always had a really good, like, I don't know. It's a kind of a funny thing where I'm like, I feel the best and worst about myself. So I had this part, this part of me that I love about myself and I love who I am and I love like who I am in the world, that kind of thing. But then my body was over here and it was just something I couldn't accept. And I just needed it to behave and it just wouldn't behave. And sometimes it behaved when I would do crazy things to it, but you know, and so, so for me, my girl saw that part of me that I did love myself. And so God was reminding me, you know, they feel good about who they are because they have a mom who has shown them that. So that was like, okay, this isn't the only piece of me that my girls will see. And, um, and I really feel like if they ever like, you know, if I have, if they have something that they is getting in the way of living their life and they want to take care of, I want them to have that option as well and not think that there's some morality in any of this. So that was good. And then I, 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 I feel like the spirit told me, and you're not going to die. You'll, you'll be fine. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I decided to proceed. I go get the, um, the consultation done and the man that con- did my consultation, like, this is the first time I've ever, and this is so private. If this is like too much for you, you can skip this episode, but I'm going to share this. And those of you who can hang in there and listen, feel free to stay. <laughs> but, um, so I'm standing in front of this man naked, which I'd never done that with anyone except my husband. Right. Well, and I birthed babies, but like literally like standing in someone's home and they're like looking at you, like they're going to like create art with your body. It just feels crazy. And then, and what he says to me is he's like, Oh, you are so boxy. You're so boxy. Like he just kept saying that. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so so in that consultation, he told me, we really need to do some lipo on you so that 
we can create a waste. Like he tells me all these things and that, and I'm just like, whatever you say, like, I'm doing, like, I just trust you at this point. I'd read all his reviews and he was like the best tummy tuck doctor in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So I'm like, yes, if you think I need that, well, cause remember I'm like solving all my problems with this tummy tuck. So I want it to be completely solved. So I pay that extra money to have him do some liposuction and, um, and then he talks about where he will cut and it's hip to hip and, and then he will repair my, um, stomach with over, it's like 3000 stitches or something. It's a crazy amount. So he'll do all that and I will have a six to eight week recovery. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. So I have it done and I'm terrified that my husband will take care of me after because my husband does lots of things wonderfully, but like the caretaker, not so great. So I, um, arranged to, I like start asking my church for help. Like, and you know, I had some judgment. They're like, church, this is like elective surgery. And you're like telling us to help you. I'm like, yes, I need help. This is something I'm doing for myself and I need help. So I did, I asked for help and, um, reached out to my, at the time visiting teaching sisters and they were so wonderful and they had some freezer meals for me. And, um, but you know, this is six to eight weeks to not be like the functioning operating mom of your family is a long time. So I, um, I had, and I, and I knew after surgery, I wouldn't be able to wipe myself like basic things I would not be able to do for a while. (laughs) So like, it was crazy. Like, how am I going to do this? So I had a lot of figuring things out and I had a lot of friends who stepped in and were my nurses and things. And I even paid one of my friends who, um, to be like around the clock nurse for me for a few days when it was the most critical. And so, you know, I, it was like a thing, like, this is like me full on doing something for myself. And that part of this story to me is beautiful because, you know, as moms, it's not like we're like doing the best thing for us all the time. We're like doing what's best for everyone else. So this is a time in my life where I did what was best for me. And, um, and then I had a wonderful sister who flew in and she had two little kids and we flew them all in and she brought her kids with her. And then she was my kid's mom for two weeks. She did everything. And so that was amazing. So I just had amazing help and I did it. And it, and it took me, I had a long recovery. Um, you know, other friends that had had this, I watched them bounce back pretty quickly. And I just did, it took me a long time. I remember being even six months out of surgery and still feeling like I needed to go to bed at eight o'clock every night. It just took my body a long time to heal. And it was, I'm not going to lie. It was amazing to wake up and not have that skin there anymore. And I haven't missed that skin for one day. Well, that's not true. So when you have a large tummy, you kind of rest on it and you don't know that you sit that way. So after I had the surgery, I had to learn to sit differently because I didn't have that thing that I used to rest on. Fascinating, right? So sometimes I'm like, I feel like I have some back issues today. And I feel like some of that is because I just trained myself to be a certain way for so many years. And now I'm trying to train myself to sit and stand differently. So there's that. But why I'm sharing all this with you and as much as I don't miss that skin anymore, and the medical part of that is the was the right thing for me to do, but the thought that I had that I would take care of this stomach and then I was going to feel good about my body, that was a lie. That was a complete lie. And let me tell you what happened. So I have the surgery and I feel amazing. And um, 
But then my overcritical brain that I trained to be overly critical started finding other things. Like all of a sudden, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, oh my gosh, I have back fat. I didn't even know I had that back fat. When did that back fat show up? See that? See how it's like my brain just shifted to, well, we took care of that problem. Well, let's find a new problem. And, um, and I had changed the circumstance, friends. I changed the circumstance. The thing that's sometimes you can't even change it, but this time I changed it. And it didn't fix it. It did fix. I don't have sores. I don't have to um, wear that shaper thing anymore that kept my skin where it belonged. Um, I don't have to put deodorant in weird places. Like it fixed that. I don't have loose skin that gets stretched and pinched and um, rips. I don't have any of that, which is wonderful. But I also don't have, it did not offer me, okay, now I get to feel good about my body. That never came. I mean, it came where I like went to shopping for jeans and I like didn't have to like dress for my stomach. Like that was nice. I'd done that my whole life, but now I'm just worried about other parts of my body and how I'm dressing for that. So, and the other thing that happened, I always thought that I would feel more desirable and that my husband would find me more desirable if I didn't have that skin anymore and that stomach anymore. Guess what happened? It didn't mean one iota to my husband. I thought he was just going to be super excited and like think I look so great. And I thought he was going to offer up some compliments. Nothing. I was the same to him. Nothing changed. And so (laughs) I'm just saying all the things that in my brain was like, if I can just fix this one thing, all these other things are going to be fixed. And I just love compliments and I don't have a husband who gives compliments. So I thought, you know, oh, now he's going to say things. And that even shows up for me when I want to lose weight. I just think, oh, I live off the compliments because my love language is words of affirmation. So I love that stuff. So recognizing that I can give that stuff to myself. I can give myself compliments. I can, I can meet my own needs. I don't have to like have my body behave in a certain way. So other people will do it for me. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. Like if you are ultra fixated on a part of your body and you think if I can just change this part, or maybe it's your whole body. If I could just make this body behave, I will feel so much better about it. I'm just here to tell you that when you change the circumstance, it doesn't fix your thinking. You think it does. Your brain thinks that's what's going to happen. But that's not how it happens. Today, I am as concerned about what I look like in pictures as I did when I had my stomach. That's something that I have to manage. I have to manage my brain. It was like, if I see you, like yesterday we were at Magnolia and we took a bunch of pictures and I haven't posted them because I didn't like myself in them. And, and I have to remind myself and I like, you know, and of course I think oh, there's a problem. I should, you know, if I wouldn't have worn that or if I would stand differently or if I would just lose 20 more pounds, like my brain still offers all that up for me, but I know how to manage that when it shows up. And the way I manage it is I, I can look at my thinking and think, well, why am I thinking this? And I can challenge the thoughts instead of always thinking it's the circumstances fault because we know it's not the circumstance. It's my thought about the circumstance. And so If I had this work back then, 
I think that I would have probably made the same decision. I think for me, having that elective surgery was was a, a, the right thing for me. But I also would be able to better know, okay, Trish, you're fixing that. And it's going to be so nice to not live with those medical, those, you know, problems medically. But I know that when my stomach goes, that my life is still going to be 50-50. I'm still going to have hard and good. I'm still going to like parts of my body and not love other parts of my body. None of that will change. And honestly, I wonder if, I, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have got it. Maybe I would have continued to wear my slimmer and manage that and not felt like I had to change that. I don't know. I'll never know to go back and like have the tools that God's given me now to manage this. Back, I don't know. But I know that it costs a lot of money <laughs> and um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say what I would do to go back, but I don't regret that. But I also, it taught me a really important lesson, and I'm, this is why I'm sharing with you, that changing the circumstances doesn't change our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings, and changing the circumstances always the hard way around. Because I'm telling you, my stomach was other women who are my threes, have larger stomachs than what I had, and they find their body to be fine. Maybe they think, maybe I should lose a few pounds, but it doesn't like control their universe. And what's the difference between me and a number three? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go listen to episode one. But what's the difference between me and a number three? It's just our thoughts. Because their circumstance could look just like mine or even be more extreme and they're okay. And the proof is it's because their thoughts are running the show and they have honestly higher quality thoughts around their body. And as twos over here who have tried to change the circumstance our whole life think that we're going to feel better once the circumstance is changed. And it might be fun to wear some different size clothing and get some some compliments and all of that. Does That's true. But when that all settles, you're back to yourself and your overcritical brain who's going to start doing it again and creating, finding other problems that you need to be solved with your body. And so it's the hard way around. That's, that's what I'm telling you. We want to take good care of our bodies and we want them to be the size that they're meant to be. But like Elder Holland taught us, there is not, not one optimal size. Your optimal size might be the body that you're living in right now. But those are, whether that's believable to you or not is because of your thoughts. It's not because of your body or what the world says about your body. Sometimes with circumstances, we don't believe that they're neutral because you're like, well, but everyone would agree that I'm fat. Everyone can agree on that. I can go to a court of law and they can agree on that. So it seems like because everyone else can agree, that makes it the case. But you have to know everyone who's agreeing with you also has the foggy lens of diet culture on. The only person that knows what your body should be is God. That's it. Not Dr. Gregor, not Dr. McDougal, not your mother, 
not your husband. God is the only person that knows what size your body should be. And so having a little faith in eating his way, the way he wants us to eat, and leaving our body size to him can bring you comfort. And having some acknowledgement that changing my circumstance here isn't going to change the way I feel about my body. That gives you power, you guys. That gives you power today. Today, you get to take your power back with new thoughts that you choose. And that's when you work with me. That's what I help. I help you come up with believable thoughts to get you to first a new neutral place about your body. And then I get you to the place where you get to like love the space you take up in the world. That's available to you. But sometimes it it requires coaching like a person outside of you to help you look at your thoughts and your belief systems that you have had in place your whole life. That's A, creating your results. But B, also creating how you feel about your life. So, all right, you guys. If you take one thing away from me today, I want you to know that the feelings, like how you feel about whatever is happening with your body, your body is not creating that. Your thoughts are creating that. And that's causing the way you feel about it. So remember, you do not have a body problem. You have a thought problem. If you are a person that's thinking multiple times throughout the day about how you should be fixing and changing your body, that is not a body problem. That is a thought problem. And knowing that, you guys, gives you your power back. That is what will help you rise from the diet culture clinch, you know, and help, that's what helps you raise up out of the water and take a breath. It's knowing that it, the power has always with, been within you to make the changes with your thoughts. And what the beautiful thing I see happening with my clients is when they get that and they're in that zone, that's when their body starts to make changes. That's when they start getting some leverage with this. Because they're not waiting. All of a sudden, they become a team member with their body instead of resisting it. They team up with it and they make it a partnership and then they get leverage. But what, it, what, is, what do diets teach us? It's like this thing we're fighting, 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 working against, working against. And I'm saying, make up with it. Let it be your friend. And then navigate with it as a friend. You get way more leverage that way. And never thinking, I'm going to love this better when it changes. Because we know that's not true. If you you can love it now, you're going to love it then too. But if you don't love it now, your brain doesn't have the skills to love it when it changes. It's going to be ultra critical and it's going to look for problems. That's what your brain is designed to do. And you have a human brain. All right. If you want help in this area, if you feel like I need help, making peace with myself so I can get some leverage on this in my life, come join me in coaching. You guys, coaching changes lives. I'm here to tell you that. When I first signed up to be a coach, or not signed up, but I decided I, you know, I knew I'd have a podcast and I'd eventually offer, I was going to offer coaching. I really thought that the coaching was going to be all about how to eat plant-based. 
I might help with that. That's something I can do. But what I'm learning is you can Google all that. You can go Google how to be plant-based. That is all at your fingertips. What I help you do is get out of your own way to do what you want to do. And having your body be the enemy is absolutely in your way. So if you need help with that, come join me. So my next self-care group coaching starts March 30th. I have three spots left and I'd love for you to come join me. In this self-care coaching program, you receive for six weeks, a one hour group call each week where you get coached and you watch other women get coached. And it's pretty awesome. Getting coached is amazing. It's kind of like a workout for your brain. But watching other women, women who are doing the things you're doing, when you watch them get coached, your brain settled down and your brain can actually learn a ton from watching someone else be coached. So you have that amazing experience in the group coaching. And then also we, I teach a concept each week and I give you homework and we really start helping you have some leverage in this world of navigating. How do I take care of myself and love myself all at the same time? How do I get to that place so that I'm not plagued by thinking that my life should be different, but I can enjoy my life on the way and I can enjoy the journey. I totally help you with all of that. So come join me. I'd love to have you um, be a part of that. All right, everybody. Remember, everything can change without losing a pound. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful there's a lot of other perks when you're a breathe member so you receive coaching you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you. And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program, but now it's also offered in Breathe. 
Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're going to be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us in Breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.